My name is Bernard Garrett, and I'm your host of the Apartment Investor Series podcast, where I provide an in-the-trenches look at the multifamily real estate market. I have been fortunate for nearly 25 years as a broker to learn from and witness what super successful apartment investors have been doing with their investment properties. This podcast highlights how the experts are maximizing their multifamily investing. Let's get started. We are here with Kurt Lane, the owner of Chroma Property Management, discussing all things property management in the Oregon, Southwest Washington market. How are you, Kurt? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Well, you sounded like you started uh, your property management company at either the worst of times or the best of times. <laughs> so tell us when uh, tell us when you got started and how it came about. Yeah, so I uh, started Chroma um, kind of late 2019, um, early 2020, and we started yeah really started managing properties full time for other folks. Um, you know, around March, uh, March of 2020. So yeah, it was a, an interesting time to be, to be doing this, but, you know, prior to that, um, I'd owned rental properties in Portland and then also, uh, with my wife in Detroit, Michigan for the better part of a decade. And mm-hmm. so that's how I got into it really originally is through, you know, us self-managing, um, learning that whole process. And then, you know, with Portland, uh, specifically in, in Oregon, more generally with, with all the regulation coming on, I saw the need for, you know, really property management companies that would specialize in that and keeping owners and the properties we manage on behalf of owners and compliance around all those types of regulations. So that was a big, you know, a big, big motivation to start managing for other people. And then really just sort of a more modern approach to, to property management is, you know, some of the other property management companies were, um, you know, not sort of as technology forward as I thought they should have been. So we thought we'd bring that to the market. And what's your sweet spot as far as size of properties and what kind of properties do you manage? Yeah, you know, we manage a, a pretty big mix of properties and, and and I like that because it gives us visibility to, um, you know, I think a, a wide range of the market. So uh, right now we manage, you know, just under 300 units. That's a combination of, you know, single family homes, smaller plexes, um, apartment buildings up to, you know, 20, a little bit of 20 plus units. And, you know, from a rent standpoint, we're managing everything from, you know, one bedrooms that rent for, you know, 1350 a month, all the way up to single family homes that rent for, geez, you know, 7500 a month. Mm-hmm. So we get to see a, a pretty big range of that. But, you know, we really have been doing a lot more um, multifamily recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the last last month or two, we just started managing. It'll be pretty exciting for us, a, a brand new 18 unit complex in North Portland that's, you know, new development. We'll be mm-hmm. leasing it for the first time. So we really love getting involved in projects like that. Right. Right. And are, are, do you manage primarily in Portland or the surrounding area or where your, where's your area? Yeah, surrounding area as well. So we manage a lot in Portland proper, but then also, um, you know, Hillsboro, Beaverton, mm-hmm. Lake Oswego, and then really all the way over to uh, Happy Valley in Oregon City. So we, we really cover the whole metro area. And in the, when I first started in 2000, you know, most of the transactions that occur, like 75% of them are under owners with five to 50 units mm-hmm. and very ma and pa, non-institutionalized stuff is the, the most of the market that we see. There's about 12 deals a year that are 100 units and above, but that's not, that's not 
what I deal with. Sounds like it's not what you deal with either. Um, but you know, 20, 25 years ago, there were almost everybody or so many of these, I'll call them mom and pa owners manage themselves. Mm-hmm. And that obviously has seemed like that has de- diminished a lot. Have you seen that diminished greatly in the last five years? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're for people that have already had, um, so people that are not, you know, brand new owners, for people that have had, had investment properties, you know, prior to us managing them, mm-hmm. we, they're sort of fall into two categories, either folks that, you know, we're taking over for, from other property managers for, you know, a variety of reasons, either that relationship has run its course or the owner would like to see things, you know, done differently. We get involved in a lot of properties like that. And then we also get involved in a lot of properties where, you know, it's owners who previously self-manage and for one reason or another have decided that they'd prefer to use a property manager. And I think a lot of that in our market has to do with um, fears and concerns around all of the regulations. Um, I think some of it is also just, you know, generational. So we manage for uh, a couple, you know, sort of second generation owners. So their parents, you know, bought or developed the properties and now it's the kids. And by kids, I mean, you know, people in their late forties or fifties who are running things. And, you know, I think they just prefer to have a little more, um, a little more removed from the day-to-day operations and are really looking to sort of, you know, professionalize what their family has done over a number of generations. So yeah, that's, that's definitely my experience as well. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, well, let's just go into your expertise. Uh, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, even Craigslist was the place where so many owners just advertised and, and property managers advertised and didn't need to hire services. Um, mm-hmm. What do you, is that still the case or what is that changing and how do you guys attract tenants? Yeah, I'd say it's changed really dramatically. And I'd say in the past, you know, five years and, and really 10 years, but especially five years in particular, there's been, a really big push in property management to bring a lot of technology to bear mm-hmm. on the market. And, and that plays out for us as a property management company, sort of across everything we do from rent collection to handling maintenance operations, to leasing, to application processing, all of that has really a suite of software and systems behind it now. Um, and that's the way, you know, by and large, most property management companies operate when it comes to actually, you know, finding tenants and leasing, you know, now it's really a combination of pretty much almost everything is done online. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for for multifamily, we definitely will still do some some physical marketing, but you know, the, sort of what we see the number of leads that that generates versus what we see from Zillow or Apartments.com, Rent.com, or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 tenfold. So yeah, from a marketing standpoint, you know, a lot of it now is about or a lot of our focus really is, you know, compelling marketing. So great photos. Um, you know, we're always bringing in professional, professional photographers to shoot our properties. We're doing a lot more virtual staging. Um, we're doing a lot more sort of, you know, actual physical staging as well. Um, you know, there's a mix now with, you know, leasing agents of showing in person versus doing sort of guided self showings. We're doing a lot of um, FaceTime showings over the past couple of years. And then there's a whole lot of sort of technology between all those interactions. So when somebody submits a request now to view a property, um, you know, we're going to be following up with them automatically, you know, 12 hours before they're showing, an hour before they're showing. 
after they're showing with feedback, you know, what'd you think of the property? Um, would you like to apply? Just making sure we're really kind of drip feeding wow, those folks yeah. to try and actually convert them into actually applying for the property. I can imagine that's a, a huge benefit to your clients, especially from the clients that are coming from self-managing Yeah, and we're not coming from a technology background, so to speak. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I try and, you know, we try and really position it so it's the best of both worlds. I mean, I think for us now, it's a mix of having all of that sort of automation in place to make it as easy as possible for people to view a property and to apply, but then also having, you know, actual people on our team that are serving those folks. You know, my leasing agent every day is answering questions, showing properties, you know, really making sure that the people that have viewed properties are followed up with and, and, and we have a good sense of, you know, kind of where their head is at with applying. So, you know, for us, it's not just a matter of sort of, you know, flipping the switch and, you know, letting, let's see what happens. It's really, you know, kind of guiding people through that process. So um, I think that, you know, a combination of those things and, and some still, you know, in-person interaction is really what you're going to see going forward from, you know, sort of effective leasing operations. Yeah. The best of both worlds, as you said, uh, you're getting the human touch. I mean, it's so difficult when you, you know, you see things like Redfin where you can send emails, but not necessarily talk to somebody. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And I I think that that's especially with owners that we work with who've maybe done it themselves for a long time and Mm -hmm. have obviously been successful in doing it. And so far as they, they own these properties, you know, they've they've been experiencing cash flow and appreciation from them for, you know, years or decades. They want to be assured that, um, you know, the way they've done things that have worked will still be, you know, respected and integrated into, you know, the new property manager's plan. So we always try and take those things into consideration as well. Yeah, that makes sense. I can imagine from an ownership standpoint, if you're setting up that automated system with the human touch at the beginning with, you know, those notification contact and asking for feedback, whether they take the property or not, I imagine that sets a more professional tone for the tenant moving forward as well and mm-hmm. probably affects operations. Are you finding that as well? Or? Yeah, we, we definitely find that. I mean, it it's, it's sort of twofold. I mean, I think, you know, the most tenuous time or one of the most tenuous times is sort of in the relationship between a property manager and an owner is when you have vacancies, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not making money. Um, there's concerns about, you know, dipping into reserves, Um, is the property appropriately priced? Is turnover work happening? Kind of all of those things come up at once. And so by having a lot of this data, we can show owners on a, on a weekly or or daily basis, the number of leads we're seeing, how many showings we've had, if there's applications in, and that really helps us be pretty dynamic with our pricing. But as you said, like it also really sort of sets the stage with the tenants so they can know what to expect. And I, I do see that really carry over into you know, how folks then submit maintenance requests if they have issues, um, you know, on-time rent payments, um, you know, just sort of those, all those, those interactions that go on once you actually have people in place. And I think as a result of that and of having some of these systems, we see really low, you know, even rates of sort of late payments, you know, across, Mm -hmm. across the board. And that's sort of like across the entire portfolio and not just, you know, at specific price points. Yeah. And I think a lot of, uh, it's a really great point. In my perspective, a lot of owners, uh, are the, they're the asset manager, right? And you're the property manager. 
And then the mistake I see when people make mistakes in investment properties in my world is when the owners expect their property manager to be their asset manager. Yeah. And, you know, really diving into the process and what works and what doesn't work. This really, I would imagine this would help the owner be the asset manager, uh, especially with you're always looking for ways to increase your NOI as a, as a broker and my clients, like how can we maximize the NOI a year before we sell, for example. And this seems like one of those, one of those ways that may look invisible or difficult to do. Um, Just again, you, if you have somebody who's not as good at renting the property out at market rents, for example, with quality tenants, this sounds like exactly what you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's really what we try and, you know, what we try and focus on. And I think, yeah. you know, the leasing is such an important part of it. And then having, you know, sort of efficiency in all your operations, you know, after that point. So, right. that, you know, utilities or payments are happening smoothly, you know, owner statements are going out, you know, when they're, when they're supposed to, you're having those conversations on a monthly and, and quarterly and yearly basis, you know, kind of across, you know, the whole sort of portfolio of owners that you're working with. And so, yeah, I, I, I sort of view it, and, you know, exactly as you've said, which is the goal of hiring a, a, a property manager is having somebody day to day looking after your property so that you as the owner can really be focusing on, you know, not only the bigger picture, but, you know, if you do want to expand, if, if you know, if, if, if this is something that you're looking to to add your portfolio, you sort of have, you know, reassurance that you've got a, a good partner in place. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I could spend a lot of time just talking about that one piece of your business. That's really interesting to me. I'm a numbers guy and love stats. So I'm sure we could have another conversation in the future and talk about stats. But uh, moving on to a controversial topic or hot topic, I should say, for years now with the Oregon legislation and Multnomah County legislation mm-hmm. and rent control. Can you give us an update on where we are right now with that? Yeah. So there's a couple things that... Um there's one bill that was recently passed um, this session, and then there's another sort of before um, the House right now that, I, you know, I think it remains to be seen whether that will pass in its in its current form. But really, I mean, the, the broad thing that I think everyone should understand is that we are now in a regulatory environment where there's, um, you know, permanent rent control. So there's, there's rent control both at the, the city and at the state level. Um, there's been sort of permanent changes to how you have to deal with um, termination notices for what's called no cause evictions. So mm-hmm. those are things like when you're selling the property, when you're rehabbing a property, um, you have to have what's called a qualifying reason to do so. And there's you know specific guidelines for notice periods, all those things. Obviously, I'm sure you're very familiar with that when it comes to you know actually actually selling properties. And then the other thing that we have is. Um, you know, some changes that sort of came on as a result of all of the pandemic specific regulation um, that were really around um, extending the timeline for evictions. And really, I think in general, trying to, you know, minimize the number of evictions that are happening each year. I mean, obviously, I think at the state level, I think probably all of those agencies believe that um, you know, issues of homelessness and issues of sort of, you know, housing instability are directly tied to um, what they view as like sort of, you know, out of control rent growth over mm-hmm. the past, you know, 10 to 15 years. And also, um, you know, 
processes that allow you to, to evict tenants. And so what you've just seen generally is a, a, a big attempt to sort of uh, clamp down on all those things. Um, and, you know, what's happened now is there's a bill that was called um, HB 2001 that was passed at the end of March. And basically that, that permanently changes um, notices for uh, eviction. So it extends the timeline, um, goes from a three-day to a 10-day um, sort of notice period, and the, which is, is significant um, from a sort of like process standpoint. But the really, I think, more significant part of it is that it allows a tenant at any time during an eviction proceeding to make a payment in full, and that then negates the eviction process. So prior to that, once you got to the point of being sort of, you know, before a judge, um, if the tenant hadn't paid, the landlord could refuse to accept payment and allow the eviction to proceed. Now what the state has said is that's no longer allowed. So if the tenant is able to come up with money or if they're able to get funding from an outside source, like through, you know, some sort of rental assistance program or non-profit, um, they can make that payment. The landlord has to accept that payment and they can retain their tenancy. I think the thing that is on paper, the end of that might sound like, you know, that makes sense. That's a good mm-hmm. idea. I think that the complication is that the owner has to eat all of those attorney's fees, right? So like anytime you get to that process of filing for an eviction, you know, a, a property manager is going to be able to do a certain amount of that work. And we're certainly involved to the fullest extent we possibly can. But mm-hmm. at some point you do have to turn it over to the attorney and you will then, you know, incur fees for that. So that being out of pocket for that, I think is going to be a real problem for, for owners. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's, it's one of those hidden side effects that nobody sees totally yeah. until, uh, until it's implemented. <laughs> yeah. And the, the sort of the, the, the other thing they're looking at really is um, changing the way that they're capping annual rent increases. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when they first did this law, um, basically said the maximum at the state could be 7% plus the CPI, right. which everyone thought, well, that's fine because inflation's super stable. We're in a non-inflationary environment. Right, right. Uh, obviously, the past three years have sort of changed that understanding. And so I think what everyone has realized is that you know the maximum allowable rent increase this year jumped to, what is it, 14.6%, yeah, right. Right? right? So they're trying to now possibly limit that further. Yeah. And the irony is I did a study a long time ago and other people have too, just comparing like the rent increases compared to the expense increases for a 10 year period. Mm -hmm. I think it was from 2006 to 16. I remember doing this and seeing actually the the average rent increase was 6% over that 10 year period and the average expense increase was 6%. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something that really gets, gets missed in this as well. I mean, I think the other thing that gets missed is you know, when people see that number of 14.6%, that's obviously a, a really significant, that'd be a really significant run increase. Right. I think the reality is that there's very few property managers and landlords out there that are just year on year, you know, doing the max increases. I mean, the the main thing I think to think about right now is like, you want to, you want to avoid tenancies. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, you want to avoid vacancies in, a, in right. a moment like this. And so those sort of maximum increases might cause tenants to move out. And then that puts you in a situation where, you know, you're moving into a market where there's a lot more inventory available um, and, and leasing isn't as easy as it was, you know, the last two years. Yeah. And voila, you're back in the free market if you're <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> trying to decide where to put rents. 
Um, well, what other trends are you? Thank you for that. We could again talk for hours about this topic, of course. What other trends are you seeing in the market with uh, from your side with property management with tenants? Yeah, I would say you know the big change um, that we're seeing from a year ago is you know from 2020 through really kind of mid last year, even through you know September October, there was. Um, a lot of demand, uh, not a ton of inventory, and pretty really significant, you know, year-over-year price increases. So if if we were relisting the same property, you know, each of those three years with tenants moving out, we could do pretty big jumps and all of mm-hmm. those, and there would be a ton of demand. That really stopped, I'd say, November of last year, and it's you know, it's sort of working itself out in a little bit now, but I'd say we're still in a in a situation where. The market's changed, you know, pretty dramatically. So it's now much more of a, you know, a, a tenant's market in terms of there's a lot more inventory, there's a lot more options. I think owners have to be, you know, very price conscious when they're mm-hmm. thinking about, um, you know, what they're setting rents at. And I think right now, the idea is if you have tenants that you're happy with, it's a, it's a really good time to try and keep them in those leases. So you know, you do your your annual renewals for them try and avoid, you know, sort of unforced errors and, and having people move out because of, you know, silly maintenance issues that go unresolved, things like that. So mm-hmm. I think the more you can keep great tenants in place right now, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. It reminds me of 20 years ago when in- vacancy rates were, you know, around five mm-hmm. and six and, you know, you, you know, the properties that were taken care of were full and the properties that weren't were vacant. Yeah. And had 10% vacant versus five. Yeah. We work, you know, I, one of the owners that we manage for, um, he's been a, he was a, a long time, um, uh, realtor and investor. And, and, you know, we, we were talking about this last year and he said, you know, it wasn't always this easy to lease properties. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, he was like, we used to really have to work hard for it. And I think that's something that people are realizing a lot right now is that, you know, we're back to a different, we're, we're in a different market than we've been in you know, really since maybe, you know, 2015 or so. Well, very interesting. Well, thanks so much for your time, Kurt. How can people get a hold of you if they have questions about property management? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's Chroma Property Management and our website is chromaproperty.com. That's spelled C-H-R-O-M-A. And I'm available, you know, kind of anytime at Kurt at chromaproperty.com. Well, great, Kurt. I'd love to have you back on in the future to talk more in detail on the trends that you're seeing and any changes that are happening. I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be new legislation coming up that we can discuss. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. If you like this episode and want to hear more, subscribe to our podcast where we release new episodes weekly. If you want more information about the multifamily market, go to my firm's website, josephbernard.net, click on the Contact Us page, and sign up for our apartment e-newsletter. As a bonus for listening to this podcast, I will answer any apartment investing questions you may have via email at bgarrett at josephbernard.net. That is B-G-E-H-R-E-T at josephbernard.net. <laughs>